great events create great brands. And it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hello, everyone. Let's see what's going on in this wide, wide world of events. Uh, You are joining today myself, Alyssa Peltier, and I've got two amazing guests on today's episode of the Great Events Podcast by Cvent. I've got two Cvent voices today who just attended a pretty big industry show uh, up in Boston. I have Brian Ludwig, aka Luddy, SVP of sales here at Cvent. And I also have Greg Jackman, who is a manager on our demand generation team at Cvent, part of our marketing organization. So the event that they attended uh, is B2BMX. I actually attended, I think, like a sister branch of that conference brand back in 2019 before the world went to crap. But yeah, I think it's a pretty much a show that's comprised of a lot of marketers. I think that Greg and, and Luddy are going to do a little bit of an overview recap of who was in attendance, kind of the footprint of the event and what that looked like. But really, the intent of this episode is just to kind of give you guys a pulse of the industry, what's happening with the marketer, um, and where we see this industry going in 2022 and beyond. So Luddy, I'll start with you. You're back. How was the event? How did it go? It was fantastic. And you missed you missed one initial of the event. It's B2B SMX because that's for sales and marketing change. So that therefore, they let a sales guy like me go. Otherwise, no salespeople. I'm already ruining this episode. But it was honestly, it was great to be there as a sales leader because, you know, interfacing with marketing teams, specifically demand gen teams, teams that are, are focused on ABM. I mean, these are things we talk about all the time at Cvent and trying to figure out that interplay between sales and marketing and how together we can feed the funnel and, and convert MQLs into, into pipeline and close one business. So for me, it was like double duty. I got to go to great sessions and learn a lot as a sales professional that interfaces with marketing and needs to sort of live this. But secondarily, of course, I was working in the booth where we were having great conversations with demand gen marketers who could see events as a key uh, driver for pipeline. And, and it's, you know, it's a big part of any modern day marketing program. So we were having conversations around how that interrelates and how a lot of data and engagement data from the C-Vent side or an event management system in general could help influence lots of data and other information that's housed in a MarTech stack. I'll ask you this question. Did you notice a, a difference? And the tried and true for Cvent is really the event professional, event planner. Did you notice kind of a difference in those people that were in attendance at an event that was very marketer focused, or I would say a traditional marketer, not even just an event marketer? For sure. I mean, there were some people that were, you know, that, that own events as well, but a ton of people we spoke to are like, look, I get it. And a hundred percent, it's critical for us to have event engagement data tied in with everything that I'm doing over here from a marketing ops standpoint or from a demand gen standpoint. But many of the people that we met with didn't directly own events. They work on a team and collectively might be involved in events, but they don't personally own them. You know, a lot of the conversations were going to lead to a bigger demo or meeting with event marketers, plus demand gen people, plus marketing ops people, plus event. It's sort of like those four groups 
we talk a lot about the dynamics and kind of the changing landscape that we're in right now, especially kind of post pandemic, and that there's a lot more interest from the, I would say the traditional marketing organization or non event focused marketers where they aren't the channel priority per se, but they're, they're now much more inclined to be interested in the engagement that comes out of events because of now the digitization of the channel at large, that there's just so much more information to be gleaned on it, which I think is kind of a perfect transition to Greg. Greg runs our our webinar program for us at Cvent, and I know Greg, you attended B two B SMX. Is that right, Letty? All right, so B two B SMX in a slightly different capacity. You were talking uh, to the market as a subject matter expert on our webinar programs and and producing amazing, engaging webinar experiences. So we want to talk a little bit about that and ultimately your experience at B two B SMX too. So I'm coming at it from a, you know more of a marketer perspective, and I spoke at the marrying your event technology and Martech. Uh, so your Marketos, your Eloquas, and your HubSpots. I thought it was a great experience. It was actually personally my first time speaking at a trade show. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, there were some nerves there, but Luddy attended, so he watched me. And uh, had 25 people there. Talked to a few people afterwards. They seemed to have more... Uh, more tactical questions about lead scoring and things like that, getting into the weeds. Very nice. Well, congrats, because that's a big that's a big opportunity when you speak on a stage for the first time. I had a similar experience a few weeks ago. I went to a summit in Nashville, and they put me on the main stage for the first time. So, you know, you're just like earning your stripes. Soon you will have uplighting and the spotlight too, which will be very exciting. So I did hear that there was um, this kind of cool activation that Cvent did on site. I know that our own meetings and events program is trying to explore uh, what we can do within our own total program. We talk a lot about that on the podcast, especially in those events that we attend. We're getting back to these trade shows. Trade shows are certainly back. We've said that a million times that in-person events are back. So Luddy, I know that we had tickets to a Red Sox game, so we were able to host some customers there. Can you talk a little bit about overarchingly the experience of that, but also kind of the strategy behind inviting customers to these exterior events or like events within events, if you will? It was pretty cool. We actually, believe it or not, it's a little bit unique. We did not have tickets to the game. We were at a bar called, um, I don't even know the name of the bar. I don't remember. Bleacher Bar. There you go. Greg didn't go, but Greg knows the name of the bar. I just know the bar scene, yeah. It's in center field. And then there's like a metal cage or gate, I guess, that opens up and you could literally talk to the center fielder and see the game. So we had kind of a private area that's down at, you know, street level on the field, but in center field. And you can watch from there. So it was a very unique vantage point because like almost no venue that I've ever known of has that sort of setup where you can see a game from that perspective. So that was cool. And, you know, look, the reason you do things like that, it's to it's to foster those those connections that really just can't happen outside of these face-to-face interactions. I mean, look, we believe at Cvent in the power of human connection, the power of in-person, the power of communication. And these sorts of opportunities give you a chance to break bread, have a cocktail or, or, or you know, or non, non-alcoholic cocktail and get to know each other and really talk about problems and challenges. People loosen up in that environment and talk about things that are broken or potentially might be worth fixing. And then we, as you know, sales professionals can sort of ascribe, is there something that we could do for them? Are there other people on their team that we should bring in? And it just helps move that process along. So it wasn't so much customers. These were mostly prospective customers, people that aren't working with us today 
that we were able to move that relationship, I think, a bit further. And those people will definitely take that phone call and take further steps with us, far more likely post an event like that versus had we not held that event. That's so good. Because I mean, even you were using some like buzzwords on that too, Letty, like moving things forward. And I think what we find and the value of in-person events across a total program, which now does have virtual and hybrid, right? The value of that in-person piece is the conversion point. So we had prospective customers. We think they're going to move into another stage in our funnel as a result of that interaction, as opposed to what Greg supports in our webinar program, which is really like the catching all the fish, right? It's trying to get masses. It's trying to get volume. It doesn't necessarily lead to the conversion, but that's where we supplement in our event strategy, in our marketing strategy holistically, other tactics, other channels that includes events to try to progress those things. And relationship building is certainly one of those. Ironically, this was a big topic of the conference itself, that top of funnel activity and getting sort of, you know, people in at, at the highest level, very different activities than middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. And you need a different strategy and different approach and different marketing interactions, uh, marketing and sales and more of a volley than a relay race. Like the old days, like, look, marketing gets it here, hands it off to sales, then you're off to the races. But now it's more of a, of a volley throughout where both teams can influence that buying cycle. It's not so linear anymore. It's more back and forth and then getting the outcome. Interesting. So, okay. So that's a really good transition. So what were some of the other themes, Greg? I know you kind of staffed the booth a little bit too. Did you notice any other providers that were, you know, not event tech, but just kind of other big themes that might've come about? No, I mean, so a few people did approach me at the booth after my presentation, just uh, asking me questions about, you know, automation and lead scoring. And some of those people actually did talk with them for a while and that got them to our Red Sox event. So the presentation itself seemed to help lead into the, the network event. I'm curious, Letty, in that construct of, around engagement, was there any other kind of key themes, key trends that were going on within the, the event? Yeah, I think so. I went to a bunch of sessions and you know, one thing that really struck me, there was a lot of conversation around demand gen and account-based marketing being different things, but needing to live in tandem. That you need to have like a core demand gen function, but that can't serve your entire market. And you need to have that account-based marketing strategy. And then on the heels of that account-based marketing, which was like all the rage, everyone was talking about that. I heard some interesting things like, look, MQL is the concept of a marketing qualified lead. That's like a 10-year-old concept. And it's been around for a long time. But now the point being made was that you need to look at MQAs, a marketing qualified account. And an ABM strategy is helping to heat up a broader account, which could be lots of MQLs, but together in a score showing that they're truly marketing qualified and then set sales loose on them with a strategy. And, and that ABM strategy can't be just marketing, right? It's the marketing folks plus the salespeople sitting down and having a one-on-one relationship, which I thought was really interesting. One guy said, look, the most important thing, forget about the technology. You got to come up with a strategy. But then you have to plan together and marketing can't pick the, the key accounts, nor can sales. You have to together figure that out and strategize over it. And that will, will yield the success. Is it making you think differently about how you might partner with our own marketing team or at least open up conversations around it? I've already shared you know, a bunch of the findings that I've had with our key marketing team folks here. One of the other concepts that's slightly controversial when I heard him say, like we track marketing originated bookings. 
we really want to understand from a sales standpoint, what did we sort of source and what was sourced from marketing? We're always looking at that trending month over month, quarter over quarter. Some of the different sessions I went to, they're like marketing originated bookings, throw it out the window because of that sales volley. It's one team, one dream. And because it's that volley, you can't attribute deals to one team or the other because it might start with sales and then marketing's involved and helps move it along or vice versa. So the teams have to move away from trying to understand or point to exactly what the genesis of a deal was and realize that it probably is a combination effort that's bringing across the finish line almost every time. Greg, does that have you thinking differently about the value that our webinar program might bring to the fold at all? Job security? I'll go back to what Lay said about the uh, MQA. I, I need to start keeping up with the trends better because I'm, I, I still always think of MQL you know, as a demand gen marketer. Uh, so it's interesting to hear that. Not as familiar with account-based marketing, but... I was going to say, you're not unique in that way either. I would say many people who are listening to this are also still measuring, let's say, events, right? Because majority of our listeners are going to have some relevancy to events, are still likely measuring their events with, with that lens. You know, they're still operating in the 10-year-old plus model. So I find these types of conversations interesting because it gets our wheels moving as event marketers, as marketers, as planners about... What are we contributing, right? What is the value of this channel? Is it, are we actually effectively measuring it or should we be part of a bigger conversation about MQAs, for example? Anything else to add, Luddy, on the trends? Because we've, we've got nice reactions going on here. I think the biggest trend is that sales and marketing, uh, it, it takes two to tango and that relationship, if it's in a strong spot and there's buy-in and the executive leadership singing the same, from the same song sheet, really amazing things can happen from a demand gen and pipeline generation standpoint. And, you know, as I talked to other execs there, I was asking a lot of questions around how they inter interact between sales and marketing, what that relationship looks like. Okay. And I think in many organizations, it's, it's more stilted and it's more finger pointing or more sort of a little crusty, a little frosty. Yeah. So, so it really gave me perspective and a, and a warm, fuzzy feeling because yeah. at CVent, I think marketing and sales are really, really tightly aligned and have the same vision. So I, I walked away feeling really good about our relationship. And it makes sense why we've been able to, to grow our business and with inbound leads and with pipeline generated. And a lot of this has been working for us and we keep iterating on it. Of course, you know, as time goes on, same old tricks don't necessarily work. And we have new and improving strategies that we put in place. But it's that alignment that has really helped us evolve and, and do great things together. To just go back to what you're saying initially, where you're saying you got a lot of good ideas and you noted some things and you sent those over the table because you have that positive relationship, you might, you're able to continue to progress, to continue to evolve easily or without, with less friction because you already have that partnership in place. So going to shows like this, you get excited and you know that it's possible, right? It's possible to change because you have that partnership, which I think is really great. Well, with that, I think we've been running perfect amount of time here. I'd love to wrap things up. Greg, I'd love to hear kind of your big takeaway, whether it's personal. Are you going to speak at another event? I'm very eager to know that. Are you excited about speaking? Yeah, I'm sure everyone's eager to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience for me. And yeah, I'd be open to doing more spots like that for sure. And just meeting and networking with other uh, event players, marketers. It was great. And Letty, what about you? Well, my takeaway is... Um... Staying at a casino is always a little bit dangerous. I may or may not have made a donation. In Boston? I didn't even know that this was a thing. We were staying at a Wynn Encore, 
literally it's got the same stylings and and accoutrements as the win encore in vegas it's a vegas level it was vegas level i didn't even know that it existed when i sort of signed up and said sure i'll go as an exec to, to the event and then luckily enough i was able to make a donation so that's one takeaway and i think the other is that we cvent as an organization we need to continue to invest in this channel in meeting with demand gen folks abm folks because they get it they're like look we can measure and monitor every webinar touch point every digital touch point we've instrumented our business to understand where all these people are coming coming in from and scoring all of that and wait are we asleep at the wheel that when someone goes to a three-day conference we don't know what they're interested in who they're engaging with how much time they're spending here there everywhere but that's exactly what we do we take that physical footprint we digitize it and you can marry it to greg's point marrying all of these things with all of these other digital uh imprints that we've already got. And now those things together can even give a more informed view of buyers and how engaged they are. Pauline is one of our other hosts on this podcast. And she and I talked about this in our, I was going to say webinar, but it was not a webinar. It was a live event experience back in Nashville with a group of event marketers. And we were talking about just the immaturity of the events channel at large. And it's going to be a partnership between Cvent to explain how to evolve that channel. It's also going to be part on the marketing organization to want to invest in those digital elements, to want to reap all of that data out of this channel because it's such a rich environment. There's so many insights to be gleaned from just a single event experience. I can't even imagine what the conversations were like, like just at that ballpark game, but I'm sure there was tons of information that you would extract to be able to then convert those relationships into new business opportunities. So I think that's it's a partnership between us and the market to try to evolve this space, just like what you were saying, Luddy, to try to enhance the value of what events bring to that broader marketing mix. So with that, thank you listeners for joining us today. Great conversation, great digest, great pulse of the industry that we got from Greg and Luddy today. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well and found some inspiration or some takeaways that can also maybe be used to inspire your own programs as you work to bring them back out into the the real world, back out and in person. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Great Events, a podcast by Seven. If you want more resources on how to make your events great, go to community.cvent.com. That's community.cvent.com. Or if you've got a question for us or just want to say hi, email us at greatevents.com at cvent.com.